Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi, covering Mississippi State like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo. Over in Tupelo, it'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Perkinston. Well, that would be weird. Although we have pitched um, for Strange Bird to hit the uh, the coast many times, we have. Burluxy is our goal. Yes, but Perkinston would work. They uh, Gulf Coast Community College needs, needs a Strange Bird. They do. They, they do. We'll, we'll they could it. absolutely use it. Yeah, I don't know what kind of coffee coffee houses they have down there for the Bulldogs, but somebody has to step up to the plate. We'll see if we can make it happen. Well, wherever if you know what they can do in the meantime, though, down there at MJCC or MGCC, I'm sorry, is uh, they can order it online. They can just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and get it shipped right to their doors. Whatever kind of uh, coffee machines is on the counter in your kitchen, we'll get you some Strange Brew Coffee from strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. You can always look online at collegecornerstore.com where you can check out either of their two locations there in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Great stuff for you. Of course, they got the great clothing lines, polos, T-shirts, hats, pullovers, jackets, whatever. But they've also got the great stuff for your car, for your home, and for your tailgate. Whatever it is maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler Starkville's flagship restaurant. My guess is with Super Bulldog weekend this week, it's going to be a tough table to get here in Starville. Everybody's going to be heading to Restaurant Tyler after the uh, the games, before the games to get a delicious meal. And for lunch on Friday, I imagine it'll be pretty busy as well. So hopefully you can get a table and you can experience. If you have, first off, as long as Restaurant Tyler's been open, if you haven't eaten there one time and you're a state fan, you're not you're not really a state fan. You just, you're not doing things right. You're not, you know, and I'm, I'm going to call you out for it if you've never eaten there. But if you have and you know what we're talking about, you want to do it again. So head to Restaurant Tyler this week for Super Bulldog Weekend and enjoy a great time every time. Priority One Bank, 16 locations throughout central Mississippi to serve you and to build a relationship with you. We talk about eating local and shopping local all the time on this podcast. You want to bank local too. It's very important. That way, if you need to make a loan decision, on your home, your car, your small business. You get to talk to the people you've already been talking to this whole time. You don't have to worry about putting your decision in the hands of somebody who you've never met because you've got it taken care of, but your local Priority One Bank branch. The Priority One Bank app, their customers already know. That's a great app, streamlined, easy to use, and you can do a lot more than just move your money around. Check them out online at PriorityOneBank.com or visit your local Priority One Bank, bank, bank branch today. Let Priority One make you their priority. Mississippi State's priority this past weekend was to win an SEC series. And they made it difficult, as they are wont to do, 
But they did get the series win, taking two out of three from Alabama. Speaking of coaches who aren't going to have a job, this got to be it. This got to be in the line for Brad Bohannon. This, it can't be much longer, can there? I, 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 you I, think so? Well, you know, I mean, they got if they don't make a regional this year, has he, he's never made one, and this is like his fifth year. You know, they they've shown some. To me, they've shown some improvement. They this team looked a little better than they have looked to me. Talking about but Alabama, they're still not very yeah. Okay, but they're still not very good. I mean, yeah. they, they we, we knew in in the non conference when they were rolling when they started off like like eighteen and one kind or whatever of a, kind it was. Of a paper tiger. We knew that. we knew that it was, and usually those teams really get exposed mm-hmm. in the conference slate when you play some bad teams and you rack up those those wins early on in the process. They usually get exposed because all of a sudden you're facing adversity that you haven't faced. You're facing better pitching that you haven't seen, and it kind of falls apart. Let's say he went 12 and 17 in the league in 2021. That was his best year. Did it again last year. They aren't going to get the 12 wins this year, I don't think. Right. Very well could be the end of the road. I mean, he's he's got a 33 percent or 331 winning percentage right now in SEC right. play. Right. That's just that's not good. Not good enough. So, <clears throat> but I'm sure he'll blame it on the fact that they weren't able to get. You know, Auburn has faced the same kind of issues that Alabama has faced. And they've been in the worst series players. twice. Butch has had some up and down years, mm-hmm. but he's also had some really good years. He's been in the Cosmo Series twice, like you said. This is just excuses from Brad Bohannon. His teams aren't good because I don't think he's a great coach. Right. Great coaches could get – I mean, we've seen Nick Mangione, uh earn SEC Coach of the Year. We've seen – uh, John Cohen at Kentucky win a, an SEC championship. You can with a great coach can win anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's not winning. He's he's losing at a high rate. And Mississippi State with a and, team that's been very bad, yeah, went in there and won two out of three this weekend. And it's not even place. it's not even you know winning an SEC championship. Go to a regional. Yeah, yeah he hasn't done that. So I mean, that, like I mean, you talk about like you know, it, well, it's hard to win here. You know, we don't have the same. Well, you're still in the SEC, and yeah. you've got way more resources than most conferences. Yeah, that's just excuses. I agree. Mississippi State, though, let's 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 turn our focus to our to where it matters here. Had to have this series. No 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 ifs ands and buts about that. They absolutely had to have it. Um, they come out on on Friday night. Or I'm sorry, on Thursday night, put together a pretty good offensive performance. Pitching wise, not great. Not great. No. What, 10 free passes in that game, seven walks and three hit batters, and then had to hold on kind of for dear life at the end as Alabama put together a good rally, but State wins at 12 to 8. Friday game, never really in it. You know, Alabama just came out and another run rule loss for Mississippi State, 11 to 1 in that one. Uh, again, walks are the story. Gerangelo uh, Sinjay, Bradley Lofton, I think the, between them had 10 walks. Um, stayed just putting guys on base, and that was an issue. But then on Saturday, you got one of your more complete games of the season. Hit the ball pretty well, came from behind to win. Uh, only had three walks in that game, got some clutch hits. And for the second week in a row, a freshman has made a nice step forward. Last week it was Dakota Jordan. This week it's Ross Highfield. He had, what, uh, three home runs this weekend, I believe. Had a really nice weekend. And you get an 8-4 win to take the series. And for the first time this year, when you consider, you know, 
how badly you beat Grambling, and then you take two out of three on the road in the SEC. This really feels like the first time all year long that you felt like this was a maybe since the Arizona State week that this was a a good something you can build on week for Mississippi State. Yeah, I thought Thursday and Saturday were really good ball games, and like you said, I mean State didn't pitch it extremely well on Thursday, and again, it to me everything boils down to Mississippi State beating itself. There, the Vanderbilt series. State, it felt like State just got whipped in that series. But for the rest of the season, it's kind of been Mississippi State is killing itself. Mm-hmm. And the games that they've lost, they've done it to themselves. I think Friday's a way different ball game if Durangelo doesn't give up that five spot. Yeah. You know, he was almost out of the inning, but he had he got himself into trouble. He almost was out of the inning, gave up a two-run single or whatever it was, and then a, a home run. But, again, you're putting yourself in those situations. I didn't think Cade Smith was just phenomenal on Thursday, but he he battled. They got three innings out of him, which is what they expected to get. Did not walk anybody. That's great. I thought he battled. Colby Holcomb I thought battled. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was not a bad showing from him. And I thought Casey Hunt, the first couple innings, was really good. You've got to cut him at two innings. Yeah. I, I think that's the – I think Hunt, we're Hunt is two and Gartman is five. Yes, that's I think it. We've seen at this point, which I, Kate, I didn't have a problem with Casey pitching the the ninth because State was up by like six runs. Okay, like he was going to have to absolutely just melt out there, and mm-hmm. they won by four. And we were all uneasy about that game, but at the end of the day, they won by four. I mean, the the mm-hmm. tying run wasn't even in the on deck circle. Right, so, right, right. I mean, he got out of it. So. Pitching was what it was. They walked six guys. They hit three more. That's way too many, but you won the game. Right now, the offense is just willing Mississippi State to wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday is the, is the fluke for the offense. It's the anomaly of the last few games because the offense has not been the issue for Mississippi State. This is a very strong offense. This is a top-of-the-league, top-five offense right now, what Mississippi State is putting on the field. Um, they have a legit one through nine. You know, Lane Forsythe has not been great of late, but the way that they're bat- battling right now is what you want to see. But Thursday was not great. It was okay. Friday was really bad from a pitching perspective. Saturday, I thought, was one of their more well-pitched ball games in SEC play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Gartman got himself into trouble and they had the errors in the first inning. After that, I thought the bullpen was phenomenal. He got four and a third with nobody put on base mm-hmm. outside of a hit. Yeah. Th- those two guys combined for four hits, no walks, no hit batters. You walk three guys in the game, that is that is your sweet spot. You hold a team to, to four walks or less, mm-hmm. Mississippi State has a chance to win the ballgame. I agree. That's 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 To me, that's the bottom line. Want to hear a crazy stat? Yes. He's only played in eight conference games and only started six, but Dakota Jordan is hitting 500 in SEC play. Yeah, he's figured it out, man. He's 11 for 22 with three doubles and two home runs. So that's he's slugging in SEC play. This is just SEC play. He's slugging 909. Yeah, he's it's it's doubles and and it's not just that. It's two-strike approach. Yeah. It's going the other way. 
it's it's a guy that looks right now like a junior mm-hmm. when he looked like a uh, a senior in high school in the Three first ago. Yeah. yeah. Um and I mean right now he's batting 342 and this this is a a guy that uh, let's see where he Without was looking, he, had, but, but, he had 11 in the first 16 games he had 11 hits. Yeah. And in the last 2 weeks starting with the Sanford game mm-hmm. He has multiple hits in five of the nine games that he's played in. I'm almost positive he was hitting like 220 starting a week, two weeks ago. And now he he's was, hitting, yeah. yeah. I mean, something like that. I mean, when you I mean, look at SEC play, your two big hit, your two biggest hitters, your two power guys are also having great a great start to the campaign. Hunter Hines is hitting 370. In yeah, he's play. he's been outstanding. Seven sixty one slugging. He's got you know he's got seventeen hits, three doubles, five homers. Now he does have fifteen strikeouts. You want to bring that number down a bit, but I mean it, it kind of feast or famine. But when the feasting happens, it's big. Kellen Clark is hitting three forty nine. He's got three homers. I'm sorry, three doubles, a triple, and four home runs in there. He's slugging forty four. I was going to say, Kellum is who I've been really, really impressed with in SEC play. He's, he's figuring because, it out. Well, I, he was one of those guys where I think we were kind of like, you know, he kind of is what he is at this point after the first couple mm-hmm. of years. It felt like he just wasn't going to be an average guy. He was going to be a guy that's going to get you some big hits. He's, he's going to hit home runs, doubles in the gap, things like that. He's turning into a different kind of guy now. He's starting to go backside more. He's going opposite field. His batting average is up to 298. He's almost batting 300 at this yeah. point. And that's a guy that's been a career like what, like 260, yeah. 250 to 260. Yeah. Your start, I mean, it would just be criminal to have an offense like this this year and Mississippi State not make some kind of run down the stretch and completely waste this group because this is this really is it's it's been it's been hidden by the fact that Mississippi State's been so bad pitching. This is one of the better offenses, top to bottom, that we've seen at State since probably 2016. They're they're good, and they're I, good. like I'm I don't I don't use that lightly. But you got you know Monty Larry at the top. That's a a guy that is a um, 470 OBP. Uh, Colton Ledbetter, he can hit for power. He can hit for average. He can get on base. He's leading the conference in walks. You still got Luke Hancock, who people continue to crap on. He's batting 320 with a 490 OBP. Yeah. And in, in yeah. SEC play, he's hitting 278 and slugging 417. I mean, that's. And you're talking about a guy high. that's batting towards, you know, the middle to the down to the bottom of the order. I mean, what mm-hmm. what is he now? Six or seven in the order? I can't remember he's, exactly. He's, he's sixth right now, I think. I mean, to uh, a guy that's batting three twenty on the season, batting sixth mm-hmm. or seventh in the order. I mean, and then you go down to the bottom of the order. Ross Highfield is is killing it right now. This this offense is legit. If they could just, it just it's so it's so frustrating because you're like, if you could just not walk people, mm-hmm. you know, if you could just control the pitching, you don't even have to be good on the mound. If you can just be average, if you can have an, an ERA at like four six, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not that's not great. That's not great at all. But that's literally the difference between this team being a borderline host and being one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, I, it's really frustrating. But that's kind of where Mississippi State is. 
And I, I continue to kind of teeter on should I believe that this team can turn things around? Because right now you're looking at Mississippi State's numbers mm-hmm. from a resume standpoint. They're 29 in the RPI. Drop, yes. They're 30, actually, right this second. They dropped it a spot today. Okay, 28 to, 28 to 30 is kind of where they're sitting right now. Right. I mean, and they're three and nine in the league. That's that's right. what – so if you just win some games, it's going to take care of itself. If they had beaten if you win in that first game, they would probably be like 23-24. Yeah, that's the number one team in the number RPI. number one team right in the RPI, yeah. So it's just like, do you trust this team to turn it around? I, I don't see the pitching – Becoming what it needs to be to make a, a run, mm-hmm. but you honestly never really know. I mean, the offense is always going to have the capability, I think, to be in a ball game against anyone. I, I think that this team has the ability to hit anybody. Yeah, I just don't know if the pitching staff can do it. Yeah, um, but I mean, you look at it. I mean, you, you mentioned Bradley Lofton earlier. He walks like four or five ga- guys. Again, he only gave up one hit in there. Nobody can hit this guy. The only thing that's holding him back from being a legit weekend guy from Mississippi State is the walks. He's walked 28 guys in 26 innings. That's, you can't have that. But no one can hit him. He's only been hit 13 times, and he has three extra base hits against him. So it's just uh, it's one of those deals where, like, you want to trust that this team can get it turned around. And this weekend was really good. And, hey, they've won three out of the last four SEC games. Or yeah. three out of the last five. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not like – And the next two series are winnable. Simple they are winnable. But here's the deal. you got to win the next two series. you got to, yeah. You have got to win the next two series. You win those two series, you're at seven SEC wins. Is mm-hmm. that right? You find a way to get six more. Well, you here's what I would say: six more to get in the discussion. If you you're saying they need 13 SEC wins to be in the discussion, just to be in the regionals, mm-hmm. you had to be 10 and eight the rest of the way. Yeah, that means you get you need to win this series with Ole Miss. You need to win the series with Auburn. You need to win the series at Texas A&M. That is a winnable series. You need to win it, and then in the other three series, that puts you, you at nine SEC wins. Right, and then you have to find a win against Arkansas, a win against a win so against. You, have, you may have to win another series. That's going to be really, really tough, unless. Uh, and you got Tennessee, Arkansas, and LSU. Unless, I mean, you're going to have to win a series and then take another game. Unless you can sweep Ole Miss this weekend. Whew. Now that's a tall, uh, tall order. Now that would. Change some things. It changes the entire dynamic of everything we've talked about with Mississippi State baseball. You're sitting at six and nine, which that would be a very nice run. That would be nice. That would be a nice little run there. And then if you go to, here's the thing, and you may not remember this. If you, let's say you do that, let's say you sweep Ole Miss. Again, that's just hypothetical. And then you go to the Auburn and you win that series. You're eight and 10. You were eight and 10 last year coming out of Oxford. And we all thought, okay, they're about to go on a little run here. They beat Missouri to get to nine and 10, and then they never won again. But that would be a situation where at 8-10, and 10, you would think they have an opportunity. Real quick, I'm looking at the SEC again. Conference-only stats. How many pitchers on MSU's roster do you think have an ERA, in SEC play only, have an ERA under five? 
Nate Dome. How many do you think total? I'm going to say three. One. Dome. Evan Sierra is the only one. Well, Dome's right, so what are they doing? What, what are they doing? What, how, what's the minimum? And this is just everybody. This is just the whole team. So it doesn't matter how many. It's not well, a minimum. Can't be right. Aaron Nixon has over a five earner average. Aaron Nixon, yes, six point seven five. And uh, let's see here. Well, he's only and given one, up one, one run. and a third innings pitch. He gave up uh, two runs. One of them earned. I guess that would be right. I mean, so over six yeah, runs into Sierra is at three point three eight. Cade Smith is five point four. Nate Dome is five point six. Nixon and Colby Holcomb are at six point seven five. Yeah. Casey Hunt eight point six eight. Landon Gartman nine point three nine. And then everybody else is in double digits. Sinjay eleven oh five. Lofton eleven fifty seven. Tapper twelve sixty. Forsyth twenty twenty five. Will Gibbs twenty seven. Tyson Harden, 42.43. Graham Eintema, 72 ERA. Parker Stunett, 99 ERA with an infinite whip. (laughs) And Tyler Davis, I've literally, I don't know that I've ever seen this, Robbie, but a 216 ERA. In a third of an inning pitched. Third of an inning is giving up eight runs. Eight earned runs. I've never seen a pitching staff. I've never this. seen that in my life. This pitching staff is is so bad, man. It's rough, and, and really, like it's it's hard to explain. I mean, we talked about the walks, but some of these guys have gotten hit hard too. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no in between. They can't yeah. like if they're throwing strikes, they're getting pounded. Other yeah. than, I, I think first and foremost, Nate Dome's in the bullpen. Yeah. That that discussion is that discussion's over. I, I I tweeted out the stats on that last night. He's he's thrown twenty two innings out of the bullpen this year. He's given up two earned runs. He started two games through eleven and a third, give up ten earned runs. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's that's his spot. He's got to be there. Uh. But other than him, I mean, there's just no one that like last night when he came in the ball game. For the first time in a long time, I felt safe. Like I felt like Mississippi State was going to win that game, especially when they extended the lead. When it was seven to four, I said, "Okay, that's that's it. State's going to be able to win this game." Yeah. Um, because Dome's just—it's hard to string big innings against him. Mm-hmm. He just—he's not going to walk anybody, and that's that's what kills Mississippi State is when they walk people. But everybody else, man, it's just like it's you know, iffy. Strike start, a guy I'm out. To get that, I'm starting to get confidence with Holcomb a little bit. I, you know, he, well, he even he walks, walks people. I mean, yeah, it's like he, he found he found something though in the second and after he, I think he walked what three straight and then he he put it together after that and was really really effective. I know that yeah. often can be that guy too, but he also walks guys. They he just, walks guys with a really high rate. Yeah. So yeah. But again, he. I mean, he's one of those that he's just not going yeah. to be just destroyed out there. You're not going to put him out there for BP. I mean, yeah. if he can command the zone, he's got a shot. Yeah. But they just they haven't found anybody outside of Nate Dome that can come in there and just pound the strike zone. Mm-hmm. And Evan Sierra is probably the closest thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're looking for. I mean, Drangelo the other day just kind of fell apart out there. 
Yeah. I, I don't know what happened, but it I looked think, like he was going to, it looks like, it looked like he was going to get out of it. And then he didn't just fell apart. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's continue this discussion here. Let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Hopefully this weekend, hopefully you had a great Easter weekend and you were able to fire up the grill. I don't know about Easter steaks, but why not? You know, why can't the Easter bunny bring some red meat? You know, I'm just saying the Easter bunny, if I open up my Easter basket and there was a big prime ribbon there, I'd be a pretty happy camper. I'd be like, thank you, Easter bunny. I'm just saying. So I wish the Easter bunny still visited me. Well, you're not a good person, Robbie. So that's why you don't get Santa you either. That's why. Well, you're just terrible people. Jeez. No, I'm kidding. You're too like this. This went right in there. You're just not a good person. Just, just, just straight to the straight to the. Jeez, feel like I've been stabbed in the hot. Anyway, getting all back to red meat and delicious beef. Mm. This weekend, this was going to be a great weekend for cooking out, guys. Going to be great weather here in Starville or across the state of Mississippi. Fire up the grills if you're in the lounge. I want to see the smoke billowing from from out there. And I want to know that you guys have got some steaks, some burgers, or maybe a big brisket or tri-tip out there. Make it happen. Hit up the, your grocery stores and your butcher shops. Tell them you want beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. That's another place that will be happening this week with Super Bulldog Weekend. I expect the lines to be long, so that means I expect to see you sitting in them. You get a chance to head out there this weekend. You don't want to miss out on that. Great food, great people, and great weather. That's a time, that's a that's a recipe for success at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. Advantage Business Systems can deliver it to you, and they have for 48 years. When you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if those products need some service, you call them back, and you talk to the same people that you've already been talking to, the ones who made the sale with you, the ones who know you by name, the ones who can talk to you this whole time. Not an out-of-state consultant who makes an appointment, and he'll see you next week, maybe. Not a overseas call center where they say your call is very important to them, but in reality, you're going to be on hold for 35 to 45 minutes. That's not what you want to do. You want to call a 601 number and talk to somebody you know. Make it happen with Advantage Business Systems. 601-362-9192. Or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, it's just the best around. If you haven't checked it out already, you're missing out. Should have gotten something from me for Easter. The Easter Bunny should have brought you a Peter Millar polo from the Rogue with the M over S or the state script logo on it. That's what you wanted. Hopefully you got it. And if you haven't, it's not too late. Always check out the Rogue. A great selection of shirts, of quarter zips, pullovers. They've got the logos you want. They've got the brand names that you know, and they've got the service that only comes from one of the South's top men's clothing stores. Head to the Rogue and Jackson or shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. It's breakfast every week, every day of the week now, over at uh, Dolce. Tuesday through Saturday. I guess not every day. Tuesday through Saturday, 8 a.m., they're open Bagels, coffee, breakfast sandwiches, and then they make the switch to lunch. Grill, we're talking about gourmet grilled cheese, like the turkey ranch grilled cheese, brie and prosciutto. Oh, very fancy. Or the pizza grilled cheese. Now that might that might really be the one for me, right? I love that. I still love. You pizza. know, you know, my go-to uh, grilled cheese mm. that I make here mm-hmm. has pepperoni on it. 
Well, there you go. You need to go check out that the might. Cheese. Yeah, that might be the way to go. They're also uh, serving up some some great specialty coffees, including cold foam lattes. I mean, they just got a little bit of everything there over at Dolce. So check them out for breakfast. Get you a bagel Tuesday through Saturday, 8 a.m., 509 University Drive. That's Dolce. So, Robbie, let's let's, let's sort of you know, wrap up our thoughts here on this weekend and what this baseball team is. Again, I say, you know, 10 and 8 would put you at 13 and 17 in the league. The SEC is so good this year. You know, again, let me looking at the RPI right this second, right? One, Kentucky, three, South Carolina. They had a great week. And too bad that, that rubber game got rained out. LSU fourth, you still have to play them. Arkansas sixth, you still have to play them. Vanderbilt seventh, you've already played them. Florida's eighth, you don't play them, but I mean it just helps to having them around. Um, Tennessee is 19th. Alabama, who you just took two out of three from, is 22nd. Missouri is 24th. Uh, State down there at 30, A&M is at 33, Georgia's at 37, and Ole Miss is at 40. So if I did my math right, Robbie, that's that's 10. Is that 10 of the top 40 are from the S? Oh, I missed Auburn. Auburn's at 39. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 of the 14 teams in the SEC are in the top 40 RPI teams. So 13, and this might be a year where 13 and 17 gets you in. Now, the other thing to re- remember is you got to be over 500. So states, you know, five games over 500 right now. So that would actually be trimming, you know, because they're, they're six games under in conference play. If you got to 13 and 17, you've trimmed two games off of that. So you will, you will be over 500. Plus your midway games. Yeah. You got a real chance at 13 and 17. 14 and 16, it would be no doubt. If you go 11 and 7 the rest of the way, that means you've won at least four series in there. Yeah. That, would, that, that would be pretty impressive. Well, and 13 wins. I think 13 that's wins 10 more. Win. That's 10 more wins. I mean, you're you're going to have beaten Arkansas or mm-hmm. Tennessee or LSU. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're not going to have a ton of bad losses in there. Right. I think 13 would get them in. And, the, again, this is like total, like, this is kind of pipe dream talking. Like It really is because I feel like. It's going to be tough for them to get to that. Well, I feel like we've taken a series win over what is not a great. I know they're 22nd in the RPI. I know that. But I, we, I think we both agree Alabama's not a good baseball team and probably will not be in the NCAA regionals. Correct. I feel like, you know, we, 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 may be, I, I, we may be overstating things a little bit. We're just trying to set the stage here for what. State needs to do now. Can they do that? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I, my 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 gut feeling is no. My mm-hmm. gut feeling is they're going to get swept at least once in that Tennessee, Arkansas, LSU trio. Yeah, oh, by LSU at LSU is going to be. I mean, it's going to be tough the way they hit the ball. Uh, it's going to be tough to keep the Tigers off the bases. You know, Friday night's going to be a, a, a chore with Paul Skeens. That's going to be tough. You know, Tennessee a year ago manhandled Mississippi State in the first game and then won the second two games. They're a different Tennessee team this year. I, I didn't. I know they lost the first two to Florida. I don't know if they they came back and got. They won. They won big game three. Okay, so they got two, one out of three there. But that's going to be. Yeah, but this is not the same Tennessee team. Right. They, don't, they don't scare you nearly as much. Arkansas is gettable. You can you can you can win, and that game those games will be at home. You can definitely get one from Arkansas. You just have to not get swept. But I really think you got to find a sweep. And honestly, this weekend might be the best weekend for that. Ole Miss is not going to have Hunter Elliott back this week. Mike Bianco talked about that after his game on after the doubleheader on Saturday. They're, they're, they've got him sort of looking ahead to next weekend when they play LSU. 
This is a big, big week for Mississippi State. They have to find a way to get this series, and they would really be better served by getting a sweep. I don't know if they can do that or not, but that's that's where they are. We'll have a lot more preview of that series coming up, but this Ole Miss team is interesting because whatever curse Mississippi State was under last year, Ole Miss has found a way to replicate that as well. It, it, like I said, I think I think it was Brian CTP who tweeted it. State State made the deal with the devil to win a national title. Ole Miss's deal with the devil was we want to be like State. So <laughs> they, they screwed that part of it up. Right. Um, this is very yeah. You know they're they're actually to me they're actually worse right now than State was at this point last year. Yeah, they are. Well, state, state last year. Okay, let me let me double check my schedules here. I know that after the first three weekends last year, State was four and five. Yeah. Um, but look, but in SEC play? Yeah. 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 They, they are, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're worse than what State was. You know, like they, they competed against Arkansas. They had a chance to win that series. They just didn't pull it out. Right. But their pitching staff is not, it's not good. good. And, but, and their offense is, they're tough outs, but they haven't been overly impressive since SEC play began either. Right. So it's a um, it's a winnable series for State, and they for have sure. owned this series since yeah. 2016. It's a series the State has to win. You have to win this series. State you wins. have to continue your dominance in this series over Ole Miss, and you have to win the series to keep trying to claw your way back into the discussion of of conference of the uh, or sorry, of postseason. And if you win this series, I think you start to talk about that a little bit. You can talk about it, yeah. State was 4-8 and after four weeks in conference play last year. Remember, they were 4-5, and and then they played LSU and got swept at home by the Tigers. So that that dropped them to 4-8. and Of course, you remember that series, State could have very easily taken two out of three in that series. They just just didn't. And they got the losses there. So Ole Miss right now is, if I'm correct, they're 2-10 in conference play. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think this is like really, their worst start since the 30s or something like that. Like, it's it's a historic. It, it feels a little more, you know, I mean, they they lost a good bit. And obviously, losing Hunter Elliott for the time they've, they've lost him has been rough for them. But it just feels like they should be better. They got through non-conference, non-conference play relatively easy. Remember last year with State, they struggled in the non-conference early on. You were like, okay, what's wrong with this team? Ole Miss went into the first weekend of conference play ranked in like the top 10. Yeah, and uh, they were they were they weren't they like fifth when they went to Vanderbilt something like that, and and I can't remember exactly what they were, but they were top ten. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, we'll but see. you're but like again, I go back to this. Like, I f- I really feel like the the national championship heavily masked where Ole Miss was not as a wrong. program. They were not. They were not conference play last year. They weren't good at all last year, and they were on the verge of missing the tournament completely and firing their coach. Yeah. And that run kind of made everyone – it put a spell on everyone to forget where they were. Mm-hmm. Now that that magical run's over and you got Kevin Graham and Tim Elko and David Delu- or Dylan Delushi or whatever his name was, all of them are out. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the Cinderella's back to where she was, the pumpkin is – the carriage is turned back into the pumpkin or whatever. Yes. That's kind of where they are now. I mean, like, they are where they are. We'll see where they are come this week. We'll, we'll preview that series quite a bit. We've got a spring football positional breakdown tomorrow, defensive line. We're also going to do one of our spring wraparounds tomorrow. We're going to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs tomorrow. So that'll be fun. Talking about the defending national champions. 
and plenty of baseball as well. We'll preview that series with Ole Miss. Good week here on Thunder and Lightning. Looking forward to bringing it to you. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.